Brian Cranston returns to television in Showtime's limited series Your Honor, based on the Israeli crime drama Kavodo. We'll be cracking down where this falls on the Brian Cranston scale of filmography. Are we looking at another Breaking Bad or another Power Rangers? We'll okay. also be comparing what? I was just going to say it's somewhere in between that. Well, I'd assume so, but you're going to have to tell me yeah. where specifically. We'll also be comparing the first episode to the original series, which I skimmed through without subtitles. It's available on YouTube for anyone who speaks Hebrew or just wants to make up the dialogue in their head like me. Uh, the ratings are in their infancy, so we're not going to be talking about that too much. But without further ado, let's get into the discussion. Cranston, who plays Honorable Judge Michael Desiato, is 64 years old in real life. He keeps aging, but his kids keep staying the same age. <laughs> so tell me, which Malcolm in the Middle character... Does Adam, played by Hunter Duhan, remind you of most? Or is he more of an R.J. Mitty type? i say he's probably like Frankie Muniz, like Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle. So smart and like kind of snarky? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. The, the thing is, you're supposed to feel really bad for him. There was a movie that came out a long time ago. Well, why called, are we supposed to feel bad for him? Because it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse for this kid. Like, he doesn't catch a break throughout the whole entire episode. All right, give me a synopsis. Okay, so... Basically, he has asthma, and that's important that it comes into play because it's a year ever since his mom died, so he stops outside the store to put a picture there. So it's like kick-ass, where the kid is, like, just sad, but also, like, looking for something to do. Right. And, and his he, dad is kind of not attentive, or? Well, his dad is usually at work, as yes. we see. Um, but when he puts a picture at the store, some people start to corner him, so he quickly goes into his car, and then he starts to drive away, but then he sees that the people behind him are driving after him. Now, they're African-American, and I think that has something to do with kind of race relations. We don't really know how the mom died, but he starts to have a panic attack. And as he has a panic attack, he ends up running into someone who uh, was on a motorcycle. And we see their storyline only for a snippet in the opening. Um, but we learn later on that he was actually a kid, his name was Rocco, of Jimmy Baxter. Now, Jimmy Baxter is like the head of this huge crime mob thing. But uh, Adam wasn't able to really see where he was going because he was more focused on the car behind him. Um, and then when he goes out to see if Rocco's okay, Rocco is bleeding. He can't speak. He even tries to give him CPR, and Rocco just ends up throwing up blood. Oh. And yeah, so as so this graphic. Yeah, very, very graphic. It was really brutal. Um, and then throughout the rest of the episode, he tries to well, like... Well, hold up. Does does that guy die? Yeah, Rocco's dead. Rocco's dead. Rocco's dead. Yeah, we see the last few seconds of his life. And as you can imagine, his parents so, are torn up about it. Yeah, Adam effectively kills Jimmy Baxter, who's this big mafia boss that you just talked about. His, his son, son, yeah. And just thinks that things will be okay? Or well, what? no, I mean, he's obviously in a state of shock. He does try to call 911, but yeah. he's having such a hard time because he's wheezing really badly, even to the point where he's trying to crawl to the car because he lost his inhaler when he was trying to drive away from the car that was behind him. By the way, when the car's... He's probably st- also having a panic attack. Yeah, and uh, and so the operator we see is trying to like get him to speak, but he can't, and then he is able to find his inhaler, which what it looks like is like at the last second and is able to huff and he seems okay afterwards. The car behind him that was trailing him turns away once they see the accident because they're like, wait, they they are witness to the accident. So like later on that could come into play. Yeah, and in fact, a lot of the episode, I'd say for the first half is just that. Like you won't... Adam's trying to be very, very hidden because he doesn't want too many witnesses. But like when he goes to the gas pump, you know, so a car pulls up behind him. So he's trying to shield his face and just a ton of different scenarios that end up happening. So he's basically trying to get away with murder because he 
performed a hit and run, but you're still supposed to feel bad for him. Right, because of the, everything leading up to the murder was not his fault. It All just right. ended up happening. He also throws the phone away after a while. He hangs up on the police, and then he goes to like a nearby lake, I think, and throws the phone away. So he's ditching the evidence. Yeah. Yeah, and so his dad is a judge yes. and kind of a good guy. He's a moral character. Yeah. I'd say Adam is even a moral character as well. Like, these aren't bad characters. Would you do what he did? Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's a loaded question. Probably not. I think but, that's what you're supposed to yeah. ask yourself. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Like, where would your line have been? Well, I mean, probably by the time that I go out and see that, like, this guy's blood is all over the place, I'd be like, I need to I need to call the cops. Or that you wouldn't have fled the scene. I definitely wouldn't have fled the scene, no. Okay. Um, I was going to ask, was Adam being irresponsible... And is he at fault? If he had stayed there, he obviously would have had to deal with the mafia boss guy. Right. But as far as the law is concerned, do you think that he would have been let off? Uh, no. In fact, there's even a discussion because later on in the episode, Michael, the judge, comes home. And he reveals to Brian Cranston that yeah. he murdered and, someone. Just yeah. like in episode eight of Malcolm in the Middle, season five, <laughs> when they realized they were kind of jumping the shark. And uh, what's his face? Um Damn it, I can't remember the older brother's name. Yeah, there's Dewey Malcolm, and I forgot what the other one was. I, he was played by Hyde's brother in real yeah. life. Um, but yeah, I thought that he would be the one that you said was the most like Adam because he was sort of irresponsible. There could be a comparison there, yeah. Uh, but later on in the episode, Michael is driving Adam to the police station because he's like, you need to turn yourself in. There's enough evidence here where I think I could probably overturn it. Um, but And then Adam asks, am I going to get parole? And then Michael says, probably not. Now, when Michael goes in there because he tells Adam to stay in the car, that's where he sees so is Jimmy he, Baxter. So is he basically saying to his son, you're going to spend a little bit of time in jail, but then you'll get out. Right. Like the first thing. Like Juvie? That, yeah. The first. Well, I'm not sure if it was Juvie. I think it was an actual prison. But Michael. I guess it is first degree. Michael, well, no, it's not first. He didn't plan it. Yeah. I think it's probably manslaughter. Yeah. But he does go up to Adam right away after Adam reveals to Michael what happened. And he's like, OK, so what were all the details? You were, you know, in shock. You mm-hmm. always also were having a panic attack. You didn't know. Like, you know, so. He was trying to like get his tutoring son. him on how to approach. Yeah, later it on. felt a little. I mean, this thing was incredibly dark, but there was a lot of scenes like that where it was like, "Geez, like it's not slowing down at all. It just keeps ramping, ramping it up." It up. Yeah. Um, and that worked in some cases and didn't work in some other cases. But Michael goes into the police station and he sees Jimmy Baxter, and uh, that's when he's like, "Oh no, that's the person you killed." So. Has Jimmy Baxter been to the courtroom before? And he's just, like, aware of that whole crime family? Because how does the you judge... You Michael? Yeah, how does the judge know? That? Well, we see Michael early on in the case. He's a judge, so he's, like, obviously um, he, interviewing. Just because you're a judge doesn't mean you know all the crime families in the... Yeah, but when he's the head of the crime family, I feel like you would. All right. Um, so then that's basically where that episode ends, because we see Michael is trying to wipe away all the evidence now. And Good cliffhanger. Uh, I mean, for the most part, yeah. I, the important thing is, is that Jimmy Baxter's henchmen, um, because Jimmy and his wife ended up going to the place where Rocco was killed and the wife was just demolished, his henchman, I think, finds the inhaler. I think that's what he found, and um, that's where it ends. So you're under the suspicion that they will be able to track him with the inhaler because the inhaler usually has a name on it? Usually yeah. for a prescription. Yeah, and obviously I think has his DNA and also... I don't know if the crime family is going to be able to track his DNA because he wouldn't be in the system. Well, I think that another family is probably going to get involved because Michael was wiping down the car and when he threw one of the rags away, the dog did Django, which I found funny. Um, so there's a dog. Yeah, there's a dog. Um, cool. And in fact... That comes into play with the other series that I'll bring up in a second. But just before I do, 
Does Michael pay anyone off to help him get rid of the evidence? No, he in fact he tells Adam we're the so only it's two only people. Only those two. Yes. Okay. Because in the other series, most shows that are adapted from one country and brought over follow the similar pilot plot. Yeah. And people like to make fun of The Office as an example of something that just almost does it word for word. Yeah. This does follow the plot, but there are some notable differences that I got while just reading about the pilot of the U.S. version. The Israeli version shows very little of the actual accident occurring. <laughs> that's that's funny, because the first 15 minutes, that's what leads into the end. Yeah, I heard it was pretty gruesome, especially yeah. the blood. Did you like that scene? Like is a strong word. I mean, did it, was it entertaining? Yeah, no, it, it was. It was, yeah. And so do you think they drew it out more so that you would feel more sympathetic towards Adam's character? Or do you think they were just like, this think, is good TV? Yeah, no, I think that they were doing it so you'd feel sympathetic for Adam's character. And I think that also you were supposed to be sad that Rocco died. Because you get a quick glimpse of him getting his motorcycle that Jimmy Baxter is giving him. And you see that Rocco is a nice... like, like And that's where nice we friend. come to our second kind of difference or uh, divergence from the original. Rocco, or in the other version, the guy doesn't die. He doesn't he's, die. He's in a coma, and he wakes up at the end of the first episode. Uh. But you're not to know whether or not he's going to be able to speak, or if he has any memory of the incident. You don't really get a background on his life. Not to mention the inhaler. It's not really a crucial part. I don't even know if the guy has an inhaler. From what I was skipping through, it didn't seem like that was the way that they were tracking him down. Now, they did have a scene at the very end where some guy had walked up to the crime scene and it was going to figure something out about it, but it didn't seem like there was that big of a, like a mistake of leaving something so important. And how does Adam, who is literally desperate for that inhaler at the time of the incident yeah. just forget it that was my question because that seemed like a pretty important piece of evidence if for anything else he would just need because he's even using it earlier on in the episode like mm -hmm. that's the first thing we see with him um after he actually has a girlfriend also that's the first scene that we see with him but i don't understand exactly like if you need that inhaler why you would forget it yeah and then remember with sons of anarchy how whenever there was something tragic or even when the spinoff series showed there was a dog in the first episode. Mm -hmm. They would always use like crows or dogs or animals yeah. of some sort. Well, that was sort of what the Israeli series did. At the beginning, you see the traffic, the response to the traffic accident because you just see like a spinning bike wheel and like... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that also reminds me of Seven Seconds in a way. Yeah. I was going to ask what it compared to, and I did read some reviews that said it was like Seven Seconds as well as some other series, but the creator of the show... Peter Moffat here in the U.S. was also the creator of The Night Of. Mm, okay. Did it remind you of that at all? Yeah, the tone did, at least. In fact, yeah, when he was driving the car, I was like, this is kind of like a Night Of, in a sense. But when we compare it to those two shows, Seven Seconds and The Night Of specifically, uh, in Seven Seconds, we don't know how the person at the beginning of the show dies. Yeah. And then in The Night Of, we don't know how she actually dies. Because we're right, stuck it blacks with, out, right? Yeah, it blacks out. So we're kind of led to mystery. This doesn't really have a mystery. It's more of a thriller because yeah. it's it's leading you on a chase. We're not really questioning what happened. Right, well, yeah, you see exactly what happened in, in gruesome detail. So there's a difference there. Is Rocco evil at all? No, in fact, you only see those couple minutes of him. But he seems like a nice son and everything. So he dies and he's innocent. Yeah. All right. And... Michael's character, now that he knows that his son has gotten into something really bad, yeah. uh, does there seem like a line that he's not going to cross? 
Not after he figures out that Jimmy is the one that he's basically pissed off. Like, beforehand, it seemed like he was handling it pretty well, bringing his son to jail. They were going so, to have... Yeah, he's not afraid to throw but, away his career. Yeah, but after this. that, all bets were off. He does not want anyone to know. He even turns to Adam and is like, we're the only two that can know about this now. This is our life. Like, it's... it's all right, it so let's take a step back and look at the at Brian Cranston, all right? Because <laughs> he's the guy who they chose for this role, and uh, he went into it, and he's obviously the star power behind it. Right. Cranston's had a lot of accolades that he should be pretty proud of. Uh, he's a big theater buff and even won a Tony within the last few years. Mm-hmm. His IMDb lists a number of critically acclaimed movies that I didn't even know he was in. Um, in fact, I'm not even sure that you could guess which one of these he wasn't in. And I have a big list, but two of them he's not been in. And you just got to tell me... I, can I guess one of the ones you have on there as one of your options? Uh, for in or not in? For in. Okay. Trumbo? No. Okay. <laughs> ha. <laughs> um, the first one. That Thing You Do. He played an Air Force pilot called Virgil Gus Grisman, Saving Private Ryan, Argo, Bridges Spies, the Disaster Artist, Contagion, and Lincoln. And I can give you what role he played in each one, but uh, just okay. tell me which one you well, want. Well, I know he was in The Disaster Artist. Okay. I know he was in Argo. It's funny because he was uncredited in The Disaster Artist. So I yeah, thought he, that he might was be true. Cameo. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other options? Okay. That Thing You Do, Saving Private Ryan, where he played a colonel, Argo, where he played Jack O'Donnell, Bridge of Spies, where he was one of the agents. Uh, Contagion, a rear admiral, and Lincoln, a lieutenant, Rasfall. Okay, I know he was in Contagion. I think he was in Lincoln. I'm going to say that thing you do and Saving Private Ryan were both the ones I wasn't in. Eh. He was in both of those. The ones he wasn't in were Lincoln, which you thought he was, <laughs> and also um, Bridge of Spies. Oh, of course. Yeah, I was trying to think about Bridge of Spies, and I was like, I can't remember a minute, but I think I was just taken away with the, that thing you do and Saving Private Ryan because those were both so far. There are like, so many yeah. like films that he's been on that have gone on to win awards. I couldn't even, like you said, Trumbo. There was uh, Little Miss Sunshine, uh, which was also on there, and there was another one that, oh, Drive. That he was in, where I could have added them to this list, and uh, and it was just yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have gotten those. He's in a Lincoln lawyer too. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, you know, he was really good in the role. In fact, there was a scene early on. I want to say it was after the intro where he's talking about a case where this woman, um, like a cop, I think, had seen her put drugs like inside yeah. of her, and uh, it was cheesy in a sense. But also, he was able to like deliver a speech that was good enough for, even though it was cheesy. I was like, nah, that's a good way of delivering it. Like he's a good actor. The show has been called pulpy, but like pulpy in a good way where people will enjoy it. That said, I don't really think about high-budget, cinematic-type, high-A-list actor being pulled into a role shows as being pulpy as being a good thing. Yeah, actually, I think that it, it, pulpy is a good way to describe it. It felt like at different points they were trying to be better than I think they were. Like, for example, when they went into the intro, the son calls his dad, and you're not supposed to know that Adam is the son of Michael. Mm-hmm. And I think that was supposed to be a surprise, and I was like, that was obvious. Like, that was completely... At the, very, at the very end, when he found the inhaler, was that also a surprise, or did you predict that? Well, it was just a surprise, but it was more a surprise of, like, that, again, is something that is so big. How could you leave that behind mm-hmm. if not for the fact that you're just going to need it? Yeah. Uh, does the fact that Cranston's known for playing Walter White make it harder to see him playing another damaged character? Because I know he likes playing them, but 
with a different backstory, it's it, is it hard to relate him to that? I mean, no, not really. I felt like I was watching like an actual person go through this. So. Okay, so it wasn't hard to distance no. him from that role. That's good. Um, so as much as he's done good films with, I also <laughs> wanted to do the same exact thing. He has such a long filmography, but there's having his name attached to a project doesn't ensure success. So let's do the same game, but in opposite form. Okay. All right. Okay. In the epic movie, he played Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. In John Connor, he was a colonel. Okay, I know it was in John Connor. Okay, so you can cancel that one out. <laughs> Love Ranch in 2010 Love has Ranch. a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Get a Job with Miles Teller and Anna Kendrick has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Get a job. Okay. Why him? <laughs> okay, why him? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in why him. He's on the cover of it. I just thought it's funny to bring that one up again because it bombed. Yeah. And then Jack and Jill, he played Clyde, who was a preacher. Okay, and are two of these two false? Two of these are false. I'm going to go with Epic Movie because I don't remember him. And I definitely he don't think he played the, Hal. Hal is the dad. Yeah, Hal's the dad. I don't okay. think he did. And then... Um, I think it was probably just a short appearance. And then in between Miles uh, Teller's movie and Love Ranch... Get a job? Yeah, get a job for Love Ranch. I have no idea. I'm going to go with Love Ranch. Okay, you were one for two. He was definitely not in the Epic Movie. I thought that maybe that would trick you up if you just if i said it was how instead of the dad so no it made it i, I would have probably remembered that yeah yeah that was good the other one though was jack and jill he was not in that he was in both love ranch and get a job mm, okay i never <laughs> even heard of get a job i never heard of either of those yeah, yeah miles telling and kendrick you'd think would maybe he brought in a bunch maybe but yeah okay so moving on from that that's basically i was saying it could go either way for cranston it's either great or it's either not that but, being said all those were movies not tv shows so. Oh, I didn't want to get into the TV shows too much. Has he been in a lot of those? Yes, okay. he's been in a lot of t- TV shows. And some where it said that this was his latest TV show since Breaking Bad, and it's not. He was in this other show called, like, Peaky something. It's not Peaky Blinders. I was going to say, yeah. Okay. Um, so I asked earlier, do you want to compare this to anything? You said seven seconds. Another two that they've been compared to is A Teacher, which you've seen recently. Yeah. How would you compare it to A Teacher? Just in the, like, kind of dark tone that it had and the fact that it revolves around a teenager who, like, is involved in some very sketchy stuff. I was... Just just knowing the plot of a teacher and not having watched it, I would consider it the definition of pulp. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I agree, too. And I was watching it, and I don't know why, but I also thought of a teacher, and I was like, a teacher is at least more be- believable, I'll say, than uh, See, you can is... come back and say, oh, I thought this at the time, but if you don't say it beforehand, it makes it seem like you're just... Well, I forgot movie. that. <laughs> but like I said, a teacher, I do believe, is more believable. This was a little bit out there, but it was still okay. And then the other one, which I... There were two that I, just reading it, compared it to, mm-hmm. and then they ended up getting brought up, and I was like, wow. Uh, one is Defending Jacob. And just because of the court system and because it's about a kid who does something wrong or possibly does something wrong, like I definitely saw Chris, um, not Hemsworth, what's the other, Chris Chris Evans, Evans, like role, he, he didn't do what, he wasn't a damaged character in the same way because he wasn't willing to risk his job or his career for his kid mm-hmm. but he was constantly questioned about it like people thought he would do that yeah and then um with ozark it, oh, that's I, a that's a weird comparison <laughs> well not to me because it, it its synopsis is very similar when you think about how just an innocent character is led into a high stakes game of lies deceit and impossible choices 
Um, Especially and, when you think that the whole family has like to deal with the consequences. So, yeah. yeah. Marty or Jason Bateman in Ozark is definitely, he starts off as just a guy who has a job, who is doing stuff that's not, who's that sketchy, but in the heart of hearts, he's a good guy. And then it just gets crazier and crazier for him. And that's where I assume this limited series is going to go. It's only going to be 10 episodes, so it will be interesting how they conclude the series or whether or not it demands to be continued upon. They did have to stall it up for COVID. Um, it last, and then actually Brian Cranston contracted COVID. And oh, yeah. he still yeah. only has like 75% of his taste back, and he had it like six months ago. He Jeez. had it in March. So that was even that was yeah, a long time. More than so that. did they film? So did they, they film it during it still? Or they filmed it uh, in November. They had to bring it back in like October and mm. do the last two months, and then they shot it out here. So November twenty fifth was technically the last film day, but that seems really close. So they probably finished production before okay. that. Yeah. So it's time for me to ask, what would you rate it? Uh, it's definitely a heavy drama. Um, and I thought it had some good parts and bad parts. Overall, I'd say the good outweighs the bad. So, like a seven and a half. A seven and a half. So, 7.5. 7.5, yeah. If you're on IMDb. Um, right now, it has a very odd rating. It has an 8.6 on IMDb. Okay. And then it has a 33% on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Okay, that's a difference. So. And then there have been some complaints uh, that have ranged from the fact that Adam's character, which I don't think it's expounded upon in the israeli version that he's being chased by people but you mentioned that it was a race thing and obviously there's going to be an issue where was he justified in thinking that he was actually being uh threatened by these yeah people? it was a weird because they were like they were kind of pushing him and like you know like to get into the car and stuff like that and then i think even at one point you see one of the people reaching their back to why? pull out a gun like, what, but it what just was the excuse yeah, for, did, for getting those characters that's why i was thinking maybe they somehow knew the mom and knew how she died and she huh. somehow did so that was very odd i will agree with that and then also the- it, it, it also didn't seem like they needed it like he already was having an anxiety attack that'd be fine in and of itself if they found a different way to show that then they wouldn't have had to have those people chase him yeah the helpfulness of the israeli series just showing the aftermath of the accident and just not that much of the, the terrible, actual yeah like, the actual yeah, crash the crash itself is that it, it didn't have to make an excuse. It could just have the kid explaining it to his dad. Right. Um, the other one was the 911 call that he didn't answer it the second time, that he really should have answered it the second yeah, time. Yeah, that's right, because they called him, I think, at the gas station, and he just he hung up on them. And did he take Rocco's phone? Yeah, he took. that was also strange. Yeah, he took Rocco's phone, and it didn't seem make much sense, because, like, at first I understood he felt a vibration in Rocco's pants, so he calls 911, but then he takes it, and he doesn't want people to know, and then he throws it into the lake, and yeah. What was, like, the game plan there? By taking I, I have his no phone, idea. it just makes it seem more suspicious yeah right and it, like but did he think that rocco was gonna wake up from being dead and just call the police and say I well no Ro- rocco was gone but i also jimmy and his mom might like be like yeah he had his phone on him i have no idea where that went well like what happened you know so so do you think you know what will happen do you think they'll get away with it no it, especially the fact that's a limited series yeah i don't think so so you think this is gonna end with both of them in prison both of them in prison, maybe one dead. I know, like, there were so many, like, Easter eggs that they had, like, with a dog taking the bloody cloth. Oh, I thought you were going to say Easter eggs, like, blue meth and stuff. And oh, I was yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no, I just meant hints that, mm-hmm. like, th- there's no way that this could end good for them. And in that way, it kind of reminds me of the teacher thing that you would watch. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there was no way that that was going to end yeah, in a no. good note. 
And with that, it seems like that's all the notes I have for you. Anything about the plot you want to discuss before? No, I think we kind of covered everything. I do have one last note. It says that while Brian Cranston was sick with COVID, he learned how to make bread. Great. As this is our 95th episode, I have to just restate that at our 100th, we're going to be looking back at all our previous episodes, (laughs) ranking the top 10 for each of us that we watched, and discussing some of the updates that we found out about the shows, whether they're good or bad. (laughs) All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.